0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Yeah. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? I'm going to make you laugh right now. Well, maybe, maybe not, because humor is such a, subject, uh, su- you know, subjective thing. But uh, I used to work at Red Robin when I was uh, in university in the late 1980s. And that used to be one of the songs that we would sing and we uh, for birthdays, uh, specifically uh, for, uh, uh, you know, kids that were like 10 11 12 13 and so we used to lift the kids up in a chair the the four waiters that were on shift and sing the song and uh one time one of the guys decided that he wasn't focused and uh well let's just say it's good that they had uh, uh legal representation at red robin from back in the day yes that's when they had like the red bow ties and it was the cheesiest outfit of all time um about a 70 to 30 uh, female-to-male ratio in the uh, restaurant at that time. So, you know, anyways, it was interesting, to say the least. I just thought I'd share that completely self-indulgent story with you, uh, mainly because it is a St. Patty's Day, and we're having a little bit of fun on today's edition of Voters Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy. That was the Irish Rovers, by the way. Uh, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, We will get to more of your texts a little bit later on, Uh, but at this time we're going to go to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780 496 The River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it, and we are pleased to be joined on the line for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar, uh, solar, Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack. Kevin, how you doing? I'm good, Stop. What's going on? Well, it's, I don't know, it's the calm before the storm, or maybe it isn't. There's some teams getting active. Florida went and got Ben Chirot last night. And is it possible that Florida is uh, trying to duke it out with Colorado for the rights of one Claude Giroux? What do you think?
1: I'm told, I'm just actually checking my text as we speak, I'm told by one person that's pretty close to the situation that uh, they were with him most recently, um, as in the last 24 hours, and evidently they thought that Florida was a front runner, not 100% sure, but that was his feeling. But there's so many variables right now, so many moving parts. Obviously, Colorado, who I don't think need him. I think it's more of a luxury item for Cole Drew to Colorado, based on their team already being stacked and uh, and scoring at the clip that they are with a plus 66 goal differential. Uh, I would say 236 goals for. They don't need him. They might want him, but that's more of a luxury item. Okay. I think St. Louis needs them more. I think St. Louis needs them more. I certainly think that uh, there's a fit there in St. Louis, especially, you know, based on Craig Brube and Braden Shen being flyers. And, you know, once you're a flyer, you're always a flyer. Uh, they know Cole Giroux very well. I think stylistically he could fit into their top six, uh, which would only bolster their team because I feel like they're a Stanley Cup contender again this year. Then I would say, as far as Minnie, Minnie would be a nice fit for him, too. big win for them yesterday but in general they've they've been on a bit of a a downward trend so I think Minnesota would be a good fit for him but everybody keeps looking at Florida I would note that Owen Tippett who's one of their top prospects in a first round pick for the Panthers uh, he's not with the HL. he he was held out I should say with their HL team in the last game and I'm curious to see what's going to happen with him because he would be, you know, one of the key pieces that a team would want in exchange for Cole Drew, especially a team like Philly that's looking to get younger.
0: Could you imagine if St. Louis got him and between Ryan O'Reilly and Claude Giroux, they're like both 60% face-off guys, you'd never win a critical exactly. Like, you'd never win a... And that's, and that's a huge part of the playoffs. I mean, the Oilers are, you know, that's an area of vast improvement. Both Drysaddle and McDavid are hovering around, you know, uh, Drysaddle's at 53.8%, and he's actually been sliding a little, picked it up the last couple games, and then Connor McDavid's at 54.1%. And and you know Derek Ryan is an option as a 56 percent right shot guy that has helped the Oilers become a better faceoff team. They're seventh in the league. They're playing a Buffalo team that's the worst faceoff team in the NHL. And to me, it matters. Edmonton, all six teams that are ahead of Edmonton uh, in the stand uh, in the in in faceoff percentage, they've all beaten the Oilers this year. And you know Edmonton's improved as a five on five team, puck possession. But if St. Louis got Giroux, I mean, man, oh man, they'd be a tough. You'd have to work to get the puck back against that hockey team. So that would be an interest. Absolutely. Subtitles.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to tell you, I was going to say to you, like, I've heard a couple people, I don't know how sharp they are. They think they're sharper than they are. And they said before, well, face-offs don't matter. I'm like, what? You learned that in Adam, in minor Adam, that they mattered. Like, you, you don't want to be chasing possession, trying to regain possession, because all you do, number one, is now you got to hustle and chase. You're expending needless energy. Uh, trying to regain possession. Plus, you're trying to defend at the same time, which requires so much energy. So, you know what? I mean, here's the thing. If I'm playing Colorado, okay, to this point, because we were just mentioning them, yep. and I'm playing Colorado, do I want McKinnon, and Landeskog, Nazem Kadri, Kilmakar, the Albertan? Do I want any guys starting with possession? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I mean... It's even crazy that some, some people would even... It's so preposterous that some people have even said that. That faceoffs don't matter. And I yeah. can tell you, man, having played, when you're chasing and you got to defend and now you're allowing, I don't know, Gretz and Koff and whoever else on that team or Connor and Leon to to make plays uh, it's not usually going to bode well for you that's for sure
0: well i can tell you edmonton's connor davids had a lot and leon have had a lot of success against nathan mckinnon and the avs yeah. but uh, they haven't played him a lot when nazem kadri has been there as a second-line center for for Colorado. That's a difference maker. We're joined by Kevin Weeks. Kevin, we got the Buffalo Sabres in town. Uh, I know you know people Mm -hmm. in the Buffalo organization, and this is going to morph into a conversation a little bit later on about Lindros uh, and blockbuster Mm -hmm. trades. I got to tell you, it's, you know, Vegas has got a lot going wrong right now. They've got a ton of injuries. They've got eight or nine guys out. Uh, they're 4-11-1 in their last 16 games. Uh, the Oilers are now ahead of them in the standings with games in hand. Um, I think Edmonton's going to finish second in the division myself because once they get Nugent Hopkins back, they're going to be deep up front. But you're, I'd like to get your assessment on what Buffalo got in return. The old saying is you get the best player, you win the trade. But Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, and a first-round pick for Eichel, it's not looking too bad right now mm-hmm. for Buffalo, is it? No, it's not looking too bad. I mean, listen, I, I, I liked Alex Tuck.
1: Uh, going back to his time in college. And once he came up, it was a Minnesota pick. And and then once more importantly, once he got regular minutes in Vegas, I was always looking at that big gangly 89 that could turn the corner uh, and that could fly and make plays. So I thought that they fleeced the wild in getting him in the expansion draft for sure. No question. But then I would say after that, I really liked this game and Alex Tuck is a big man that when he's playing big and he's engaged, when he's attacking the middle, when he's using his reach, when he's using his size, and not just pulling up on the boards or pulling up on the half wall, but when he's attacking the teams a lot more, he's so effective and so impactful. You know, you saw him in the postseason, you've seen him in big games playing in Vegas, and what a lot of the listeners might not know is he's, you know, a a Western New York area kid. He's a New York State area kid, so the Buffalo Sabres were his favorite team growing up. So for him, you know, this is a childhood dream of not only playing in the show, but playing for the team that you used to go to watch and it's it's been he, he's been awesome there also think about this too stuff of playing in vegas seeing the way they do things from a professional standpoint how bill foley the owner treats the team the attention to detail they've had good teams there so he's able to bring some of that and he's played with a lot of good players and good leaders like a martinez who won the cups uh there in in la like alex petrangelo among others right who is a captain so he's able to bring a lot of that. To the table in Buffalo, and uh, dare I say, I think you'll be their next captain for sure, barring anything unforeseen. I would then say Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs is, you know, going back to his time out West. He's been a really high-end offensive talent. The only thing is that he had the the Achilles injury, if you remember. But now that he's back and he's healthy, I think you go really smart, cerebral, skilled offensive piece. And then you mentioned the first rounder to add that to the mix as well. So all things being equal. I think based on the situation, they got a good return. But here's the thing for them as they as they kind of chart their course going forward. Is Donnie Granado's done a really nice job with that group as their head coach. And it's really important now from an ownership standpoint to get some continuity and stability and start treating the players and the staff the way that they deserve to be treated in the national. And by that, I mean all the things that you do for the Bills – that allow the bills to have success as the owners. Right. Well, you own the sabers, do a lot of those same things too on the Sabres side.
0: Interesting. My yeah, interesting point. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot here because uh Louie was on in the last hour. We talked a bit about blockbuster trades, and Louie brought up the Lindros trade uh, to Philadelphia from the Nordiques and how it set up the Nordiques for years, and then we got into a discussion, who was the better player, uh, Forsberg or Lindros, and and, uh, Cactus Jack chimed in, and he said, uh, Bob, Lindros was the better player, but Forsberg had the better career because of longevity. Uh, You would have caught the tail end of those, no, you were right in in that wheelhouse, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I played against both those guys. Truth be told, I played against Brett Lindros growing up in Toronto. He was a Toronto young Nat, I was a Toronto Red Wing. And then we played with each other tier two at St. Mike's before we went to the O. So I've known them, the family a long time. The Big E, I've never seen anything like the Big E. He literally took the world by storm. Yeah, uh, Even go- before me going to the O, I was going and watching their games on Sunday night in Oxford with him and Freddie Brathwaite and that crew that they had there that won that 1990 Mem Cup. I've never seen a player like him. Um, but I would say this, playing against him in the show, especially when he was right, it, it was just such a, a – he was a freak. He's Rob Gronkowski playing hockey. That's the best way i would say that. Uh, he was a tight end that was as skilled as any premier player, and he happened to play center, and he was—he could hit, he could fight, he could score, he could skate. The big E was a unit all of himself. I would say this for the listeners, though, and Peter Forsberg, he was right there. He, too, the a Hall of Famer. Peter Forsberg was an unbelievable player, so strong. It looked like he was on rails. And when you ever see trains turn on rails, they don't typically tip. He just seemed like he was cemented in the ice. His spin moves, the way he would attack off the goal line, attack from behind the net. He played with an intensity. So player for player, there's really not much difference. Uh, But I would say as far as to, uh, to his point, to jake's to, to uh Louis's point rather uh, that certainly that trade definitely did set Quebec's slash colorado's organization up for success and i will say this here's the sweet irony in all this and i actually just spoke to the biggie a couple weeks ago his wife is from quebec city i know city. <laughs> so crazy. it's funny it's funny how the world works right that's unbelievable irony right there
0: yeah I loved Crazy. him I, I met him at the 91 Canada love you. I, I met him at the 91 yeah. Canada Cup and I just came back from tree planting so I was all su- you know tanned up and I was like I don't know yeah. 190 <laughs> it's you know not 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 the triple chin guy that you see uh, during the intermissions once in a while it's like 195 pounds and he's sitting there stretching in saskatoon for the yeah. pre-tournament games and i'm down there right. getting there that's where the media room was and he goes you're not media right. you're not media you're not like and, and i look at him and i go you're not an 18 year old kid like it was unbelievable oh, Christ, like right. the guy was oh, the was a greek god it was yeah well uh, i i, I like greek to god. yeah there was the exact well i don't know i think maybe no, i'm just a yeah. g- gall darn greek i think I <laughs> but, well, no,
1: but let, me get, let me give this to you quickly. And the viewers and the listeners would love this, too. So I've got an ESPN game down the turnpike here at Jersey in Philly, right? Yeah. About a month and a half ago. So get to the game. I take a picture of, of the Big E's banner, his number banner up in the rafters there. So I send it to him literally within eight seconds. This is how these guys are wired. So within eight seconds, he's like, what's wrong with the Flyers? What's going on? What's our identity? We don't have any identity. What's going on? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Are they going to make some moves? They got to make like and he pepper texts me right. But it just goes to show, you know, those great players, the way they're wired. uh, Their intent. Look, if there was a game on tonight, and you put those guys in the lineup, regardless as to where they are in their fitness, their health, or whatever, they'd want to go tonight and play.
0: That's how they're wired now. Oh yeah. And he was you know that. Uh, he was he was an awesome player. All right. Circling back to the trade yeah. deadline with Kevin Weeks from ESPN yeah, yeah. for Canadian Power Pack. Uh any so uh, do you think ultimately we end up seeing a moving goal uh in terms of where we're at with the guy for that the we've talked? No, well not the oil. I don't think Edmonton's trading for a goalie. But does Mark Andre Fleury I don't think so either. does does Fleury end up getting traded?
1: as of today i'll take the under you'll in say terms no. of likelihood and probability yep. yeah as of today i'd say no now you know how fluid these situations are right and and i would say this too like i i remember breaking that breaking the trade breaking his trade to vegas and i spoke with him before he actually fully knew that he was traded i remember how upset he was then uh, i know how much he loved and loved vegas <sighs> In Chicago, a big part of it was the family consideration as well with the kids and his wife and stuff, and that's why he took so long to kind of really accept the trade. But I would put it right now at the under. He's come out and publicly said he doesn't want to move. Now, does something change between today uh, being uh, Wednesday and – or rather being Thursday? Does something change between today and Monday? Maybe. But I'm still taking the under on him moving. I'm taking the under right now. But you know how fluid these situations are. Yep. You know, I don't know if Gabe Landeskog and McKinnon are texting with him. I don't know. Do they entice him to go to Colorado? I don't think they need him either the way your other Albert and Darcy Kemper is playing right now. I don't think they need him. I think the team that needs him most is the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I think. And I said that two weeks ago. And the other team that's right locked lockstep with the Leafs that need him the most. It's his former team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Because Robin Leonard's been playing banged up all year to his credit. He's been playing hurt. He's playing through post-surgery. He might need another procedure done. He also has a new injury that he's that he's battling right now for Pete DeBoer. To Robin Leonard's credit, he's played as hard as he can with the injuries he's sustained, but... Vegas needs him right now. I know the oil fans don't want to hear that, but Vegas and/or Toronto need him right now.
0: Uh, the whole thing, the way it all worked out with Vegas, is really interesting. Kevin, love hat. Where Toronto. are you? Are you working a game tonight for ESPN, or uh, where are you? NHL Network tonight,
1: uh, 9 p.m. till midnight. So we'll be on 9 p.m. till midnight. Well, you'll, have so have tonight there, tonight, so.
0: you'll have some we'll oiler highlights on there. Then
1: you'll have some oil. Some oil stuff. Absolutely. And I'll text you again. I saw you in the Godfather, John Shannon, the other night. So. Good job. We were plugged in to the intermissions, obviously, the entire game. So keep up the great work, buddy.
0: All right. Well, we're bluffing our way through another, Kevin. Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That Good is Alberta too.
0: There you go. That's Kevin Weeks from, the, from uh, the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication. Solar. <laughs> Two Greek gods. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Japanese Village, open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and the staff at Japanese Village will look after you. It is 1.22. We'll uh, take a break. When we come back, the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott, Arthur, Millwork. We'll get to some of your texts as well. Dwayne and still to come up. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Where the girls are so pretty, I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone. Oh, wow. As she wheeled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels. That's uh, Molly Malone by the Dubliners. Wow, Brendan, you're bringing it today. Thanks, man. This text comes in on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Absolutely, the Oilers need to re-sign Evander Kane. Our five-on-five five has dramatically improved since he's been with the Oilers. If the Oilers could get him at five million or less, he's been uh, had. He been on our top line all year. He'd be the third top score on the Oilers. Uh, this text adds: I would consider moving. Warren Fogle, if uh, if you could make that happen, hmm. Fogle's at 2.75 million for two more years. I've repeatedly stated this um, that it's uh, there's multiple teams that like the analytics support. I know what the plus-minus is this year with Fogle, uh, but the analytics over the last three or four years have suggested that he's a good third-line player. Uh, this texter comes in out of Edmonton. Bob, I believe Brett Kulak is going to be available, hometown defender. Uh, the word is the uh, new coach, Martin St. Louis, loves Brett Kulak. He's trying to get, They're trying to get him signed. Kulak's, I'm told, probably looking for a four-year deal in the $2 million range per year. Not sure. That's going to happen. All right, let's get to the orders now. Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And here is Brendan Escott.
1: Well, we mentioned that uh, Oil Kings win streak came to an end last night, but yesterday afternoon they remained at the top 10, uh, or the first position in the top 10 in the CHL rankings, obviously with uh, that kind of merit coming into the game. it, uh, it They fell to Saskatoon, as I mentioned, at NHL today. A tough push in the second period. They outshot the Blades 17-10, but uh, outscored 2-0 in uh, in that period alone. So, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that snaps the franchise record winning streak, Bob, but we know the productivity has been there, particularly recently from Justin Sordiff. He's on a 12-game point streak where he's amassed 22 points, 9 goals and 13 assists. So they'll draw the Calgary Hitmen next tomorrow night
0: at home. Alright, and you know who they didn't have going last night. They didn't have Caden Gooley in the lineup. The Montreal Canadiens first round pick Consider the best defenseman in the Western Hockey League. He did not play. I wonder whether or not played a bit of a factor. And Saskatoon's won. A, they've won. Teams have had some wild games. I mean, Saskatoon blew Edmonton out uh, in, in Edmonton, and then the Oil Kings crushed Saskatoon. I think they beat him like 9 1 or 9 2, something like that. Return engagement last night. 5 uh, 3 with an empty netter. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is now an 11 time Presidents Award winner for customer satisfaction. It's a tremendous honor for the staff and Uncle Milt Rich Johnny and the gang dedicated to ensuring your customer ser- experience is outstanding. Reach out to Brent Ridge Ford at 18774774. That's one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. Tonight, Craig Anderson against Mike Smith, a 40-year-old against a 39-year-old. Uh, Dwayne Rollison was 42 when he started once against a 39-year-old guy by the name of Martin Broder. Dwayne Rollison was also acquired um, by the Oilers. At a trade deadline deal. Dwayne Rollison is coming up today at 1:35 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers
1: Radio, 6:30 Chad.